Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Micah, who's been away from the mic for a few minutes, as well as my partner in crime, Tyler, and that sultry voice you so look forward to, the Birch is back in the building, starting with you, Tyler. How are you doing, man? Are you ready now that we're just about a week away from kickoff? I am ready for kickoff, and then hopefully we stay ready for kickoff and not wish that it would go away. Very true. Very true. Birch, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I agree with Tyler. It's hopefully it's different than last year where we decided to play the first two and a half, maybe three quarters, and then decided to disappear in the fourth. So yes, I am excited that football is back. It's been a long dang time. Uh, it's been too long, is what it feels like. I'm still cautiously optimistic that the season's gonna we're gonna pull the season out. So hopefully, um, everything will go off without a hitch. The COVID won't come back and uh, uh, put, you know, of course, you know, looking at our first five, six games, um, you, uh, uh, you know, we might be wishing that the COVID would come back and put an end to the season. So hopefully that is not the case and that uh, we've, in fact, we've got a call that we got to get to here in just a few minutes, gentlemen, uh, discussing the first five weeks of the start of the season. Man, I can't believe we're actually, we're talking about real football now. It's not draft. It's not, you know, oh, what's the summer going to look like? Oh, what's the fall going to look like? I can't believe that right now, as we record, who who, who plays? Is it the 49ers and the Chiefs? Who who plays again? Texans and the Chiefs. Texans and the Chiefs. Texans and the Chiefs. I think the Steelers play too, don't they? Potentially. I'm so messed up. You know, Back in my day, guys, when when it, it back back when I was just a young man, you had football on Sundays, Sunday nights, and Monday, and that was it. Now we got Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, some Saturdays. I mean, it's just all over the place. Basically, I think the only days there isn't football on are like Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so I'm confused. There probably is a doubleheader to Texans, start the season. Texans, Chiefs, and then Sunday. Yeah. There's a doubleheader on Monday night. On oh, Monday okay. night. The it's Steelers, Monday Giants, night. and then Titans, Broncos. You know, do we get uh, old Booker again on uh, on for Monday night football? Or no, is, uh, we don't is, get is, Booger. No Booger, no Booger, Booger bombs Mc, this year. Booger McAfee's gone. Ah, oh, man. I, I That guy provided good content weekend. And that week he out. did. I, that he did. Gonna miss you know the what? Booger bombs. I, you know, I am too. In fact, over here, Raider Nation, I'm pouring out a little of my drink. Rest in peace, booger. 
I don't know what he's doing now. Um, probably just hosting some ESPN Sunday game or Saturday game or something like that. Anyhow, all that to say, Raider Nation, if you want to get in on the podcast, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 208-557-9771. Voice your thoughts, your opinions. Try to keep them family-friendly if you could, please. Family-friendly podcast, as always, and 100% political-free, which we are continuing to do, gentlemen, even though it's an election year. Look at us, man. Just Going keeping strong. the streak alive. Um, Not streaking, but keeping the streak alive. Um, right, you are, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear all right so what well, you know I, i'm almost feeling like we need to get in uh, I, we we had uh we had a phone call about two three weeks ago <laughs> poor john mr john and i apologize john on behalf of my crew um in fact why didn't you guys get to that call on the last podcast i, I I that, was ridiculed. Uh, that and... call was on one where you failed to uh, talk to your wife about a certain birthday party. Oh, was that on me? Are we blaming me now for this? I thought I'm this was... definitely not blaming Birch and myself for that one. Okay, I see. Pass the buck. <laughs> you know, I heard the last podcast and the shots that were taken at me for uh, clowny signings and no signings and stuff like that. I'm back in the house now, so I'm I'm here to clean up, clean house. And I just want Birch to know that uh, your contract is on on watch, buddy. Good grief! Oh, so really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, as CEO, I got to run it past Tyler, but we'll <laughs> we'll figure it out. I thought it was a great podcast. We had fun. The shenanigans were many, and the uh, content was brutally honest. You know, I enjoyed it listening to it from without listening to my own voice. Normally, I like listening to myself. Uh, but yes. it was a nice change. It was uh, it was nice to hear other people talking. And no, I enjoyed it. In fact, I actually listened to it one and a half times. I was out working. And so I just put it back on repeat again. So really enjoyed the podcast as always. Not to toot my own horn, but uh, I'm tooting our own horn. So anyhow, Tyler, Take I train. really need to get to this <laughs> get to this phone call. Mr. John Russo. All right. Jump on it. Yeah, we'll play it. uh, Come back in just a few seconds, Raider Nation. Tyler, Micah, and the lusty voice of Birch. How are you guys doing? It's John. Just wanted to call in, get your thoughts on. uh, what do you think our record will be after week five? And then secondly, we've been making a lot of moves in the running back position. How do you see that position shaking out? What do you think? I know the most recent, I think, was Theo Riddick, who reminds me a lot of Jalen Richard. So just trying to kind of be interested and see what you guys think about that position and how you potentially see it shaking out. Hope you guys are doing well. Tyler, I know your guy, Devin Booker on the Jazz, has been killing it in the playoffs. Um so at least basketball's going, and we're less than a month away from football. So I'm excited. Hope you guys are doing well. Have a good day. John. Thank you so much for the call. 
Uh, okay, first off, I, I would, I'd like to take a moment to recognize that we aren't the only ones that appreciate the lusty voice of Birch. No, we are not. The nation, nay, the, the world needs yes. the lusty voice of Mr. Birch. Well, according to Micah, my contract's on, on the line, so well, you nation, know show me some love here on the pod. Show Birch some love. Yeah, you gotta do it. Plus, that voice just might be what uh, what saves his season before the season even gets underway. Guys, I want to ca- tackle one thing, though. First five weeks. No pun said, intended there. Look-, <laughs> look at the first five weeks. I want to know what you guys think. Holy mackerel, the first five weeks, guys. Um, It's not... <laughs> It's not the most favorable. Uh, Birch, you know, let's start with you, man. We got Panthers, Saints, Patriots, Bills, and Chiefs on the docket. First five weeks running the gauntlet. What do you see in your crystal ball? (laughs) Wait, am I doing best case scenario or worst case or just whatever I want? You can do what you want. You're one third owner of the podcast. (laughs) Oh man, oh man. Um Well, we all know our track record with East Coast games early. And we have two of those plus a game in Arrowhead, so eh, well, I I honestly this is brutal. Um I I'm going to say that we start a blistering one and four. Oof. I, I could, who, who? the two games that I think that um, I would either say somehow with the Panthers having a new coach and new system, new players, they have Tyre Whitehead so we could might be able to score <laughs> some points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shots fired. Woo, 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 woo. Um, so I would say either we beat the Panthers and we're riding high and then we get shellacked by the Saints and brought down to earth, maybe below earth, um, or maybe we can uh, beat the Bills at home. Those would be my two games that would give us that one win. But yeah, that's then we have the bye and then we have to play the Bucks, And we all know how terrible we are after the bye. So. Sorry, I know we said week one through five, but Carr better hope that he actually uh, keeps these games close because if not, this seat's going to get a little hot after the first five. Oh, wow. Throwing out a little early bold prediction, I feel like there. Tyler, what do you see five weeks in? What you got? We talked about this like at the beginning of the offseason, and I feel like the Panthers have two much new stuff going on and they had no off season to really get everything installed. So I think we take the Panthers, even though McCaffrey uh, probably runs, runs amok. But uh, if we can just like hold them a little bit, I think our offense should be good enough to beat their offense at this point in the season. We go to the Saints and I, or we don't go there, but the Saints come to Las Vegas, and unfortunately, we get our first Death Star meme blowing up. 
uh, for that one. <laughs> and then we go to the Patriots. I don't know if you guys saw this today or not, but Cam Newton is the new starter. Uh, he has been yes. named 100% the starter for the Patriots. Um, and so I don't know. I'm going to be watching the Patriots games very closely for the first couple weeks just to see what they do uh, on offense. Their defense is always good. It's their offense. Can they score enough points? I think we don't beat the Patriots because it's like, what is that? It's an 11. It's an early game. So we always suck at those. Then the Bills come to Las Vegas and they were really good last year. I don't see that really changing. They added, uh, what is that? Is it Stefan Diggs? Is that who they added uh, in the off season? So Jared Allen has an actual legit wide receiver now. Um and then, so I have that as one in three. Then we go to the Chiefs. I don't think our defense, maybe, but hopefully by week five, like our defense is kind of playing together. But I still don't think we beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, even though it's not going to be cold this time. It's It should be f- decent weather. It's the 11th of October. So it's not like we're playing in hopefully not in snow if the starting uh temperature is 50 or below we're toast 100 percent of the time it happens every time so i would say one in four just like birch that is uh i think best case scenario we maybe squeak out a win against the patriots and we go two and three over that stretch that's my best case scenario wow. I wow. don't see it starting off super fantastical this year. Unfortunately, it's a brutal schedule. I mean, it just going off of last year, that is brutal. It, it is not an easy schedule to start the year off with at all. No, I 100% agree. I Pessimism rules the day to start the podcast, Raider Nation. Um. We've talked about the Panthers game. I'm in agreement with you, chaps. I'm going to give a W to the Raiders against the Panthers just because I think they're still just going to be the only real cohesive thing about that offense to start off is is McCaffrey. And that defense is kind of switched up too a little bit as far as uh, no more Luke Keekley there, and I think that's a big loss. Um, Did you guys uh, know that they're the first franchise in history to spend every single draft pick on the defensive side of the ball? Wow. Wow. Did not know that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, they got uh, they got a linebacker, didn't they? They got uh, one of the young linebackers we wanted, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, didn't they get the young man out of Clemson? No, that was the that was uh, the Cardinals. Oh geez, oh that's right. See, gosh, now why does the draft feel like it was like five years ago? That's because it this does. year, <laughs> this year has felt like it's been five years long. Every day, I just oh anyway, back on track. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Coming back home against the Saints, like brand new Vegas Stadium, might be so a good thing. There won't they be anybody. They took Derek Brown. He oh, was the okay. defense yeah. defensive tackle from Auburn. Yetter Gross Matos. And then they took Jeremy Chin. Remember, we liked Jeremy Chin, the safety out of Southern Illinois. That's right. That's right. And then at 
corner. They took Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame. Uh, a safety named Kenny Robinson, another defensive tackle named Bravion Roy, and another corner named Stantley Thomas Oliver the Third. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yes, sir, it is. Um, I would I would say that uh, um, yeah, Monday night game open up the Vegas Stadium. It's supposed to be this huge thing. Now I feel like it's just kind of really like a. I don't know. It feels super uh, like it's fallen flat with uh, with no fans in the stadium. So, uh, I, but I think the Saints come in, take care of business. Only hope of maybe pulling that game out is if Kamara they don't get a deal done with Alvin Kamara, and maybe uh, you know, maybe maybe we don't. You know, maybe he's not signed by then. But by all, um. It looks like they're actively trying to get him going for week one. So that would be the only reason I would say maybe we could pull that one out. Uh, I do like us beating the Patriots, though. I've never liked Cam Newton. Cam Newton's always been kind of a shaky quarterback, in my opinion. He's real up and down. In a new system, only week three. Um, the Patriots have a lot of players opting out of the season as well, it seems like. That is true. That, the defense looks is, is, has been overhauled. They've lost a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of veteran presence on defense and without Tom Brady there, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the, the, the Patriots feel like a team to me that are going to be like on the verge of like, they're going to need an overhaul. You know, one of these teams is like, all right, it's going to be four or five years before they're really good again. I, I think they're going to try to, I almost feel like they're going to muddle through this season. They're going to try to patchwork it together with Cam. But I feel like with Gronk, especially if Gronk and Tom Brady are over in Tampa Bay, just like tearing it up. I feel like the rest of the Patriots players are always going to be like looking to Tampa and be like, oh, that must be nice. Uh, and especially poor Wes or uh, uh, Julian Edelman. And so uh, uh, I like us beating the Patriots. The Bills is a toss up. But I would say if, if, if you ask me right now to make a pick, I would say that's a loss. And I would have to say that there's a loss to the Chiefs. So I'm going two and three heading into the bye. Season's not completely gone, especially since. It does ease up, especially the second half of the season looks way more promising. But uh, I'm going to go two and three, best case scenario, three and two. I would say that Bills come to town and they're not prepared. And um, maybe uh, maybe that offense, maybe um, uh, Allen isn't looking, you know, Allen takes a step back or, you know, isn't doing as well. Uh, but that Bills defense, I think, is going to be just as good as it was last year, if not better. So, um, I'm going to go two and three, two and three heading into the bye week. And then I think you're going to hear a lot of people, especially when we take, you know, when we pick up two L's in a row. Um, I think they're going to be a lot of people starting to wonder if Carr is the man for the job or not by the bye week. That's going to be my guess. So, um, I mean, I know there are already a lot of people wondering that. In fact, Carr's brother came out today and said that he's going to be, uh, what league MVP and, um, what else was it? League MVP. Oh, and win the uh, AFC West. Super so, Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. I, you know, God bless him. I, 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 I appreciate the brotherly support. I really do. Like, I think that's awesome. Your brother has your back. That's cool. But at the same time, like, hasn't he said, like, Carter's going to be, like, comeback player or MVP for, like, three or four years in a row now? Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not at all. 
Oh, that guy is such a freaking Homer clown. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Makes me Wow. Sick. Tell us how you really feel, Tyler. I will. He makes me ill. Like all of those brothers are blocked <laughs> on my fa- are on my Twitter timeline for a reason. Like it's cool to like be, you know, in your brother's corner. But gosh dang, those guys make me ill. Just like how how they attack people for saying facts about their brother like he doesn't win games. <laughs> they would argue to the death that the man has won every single game that he's ever played in. It's just, it's unreal. Anyways, that's not why we're here today, but yes, that's what he predicted. I don't think that happens, but alas, it might, and we hope it does. Right, right. Because we're going to need that to win some games this year. You're going to have to play at an MVP caliber to win games, especially those first five. It's going to take some special... Uh, play by Derek Carr, and yeah. uh, probably yeah. the defense a little bit too. I would say, yeah, Derek Carr is going to have to have an MVP type season if we want to, you know, if we're uh, like, if we want to go ten and six, something like that. There are like no excuses now, right? Even with, you know, the big news. Well, I guess we can jump right into that. You know, Tyrell Williams placed on IR. Uh, we kind of saw that coming, just because. That, that kind of injury. Well, Tyler, Birch, you guys, you, explain to the Raider Nation really quickly. What, what are you dealing with with something like that? Birch, you're an upper extremities specialist. Why don't you go for it? Uh, yeah, but I work in the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll defer to the doctor on this one. <laughs> All right. So what you're dealing with is a, a torn labrum. Uh, a lot of people, you'll hear it. Uh, it's a torn rotator cuff or a rotary cup or a rotor cuff or a rotary cup <laughs> or a rotor cup. Uh, it's not. It's a rotator cuff is what it is. Um, and that's not injured as far as I know. It's a covering that covers the bone and it uh, in your shoulder and where your humerus connects uh, into your scapula. It's called the glenohumeral joint. There is a covering that provides uh, better movement for the shoulder, and it keeps it locked in kind of like a suction cup. And the top part of that is usually the part that gets torn during, like, if you dive to stretch out to catch a ball or some. It's usually an injury where you fall on an outstretched arm. They call it a foosh injury, a fall on outstretched hand. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's painful. People will have, uh, it causes a lot of popping that's painful because you're actually that, that piece of cartilage is ripped and you get a little, when the, the ball and the socket go over each other, it clicks and pops and rips some more and it's got nerve endings. So it hurts. That's a really scientific breakdown, but yeah, you can't move your arm very well and, and it it's painful. So yes, it seems as though Tyrell Williams time comes to an end with the Raiders. I think because he's not guaranteed any more money, they can cut him and uh, gain some salary cap room this year, I think even. So 
Like a few touchdowns last year, like 40-something catches and $21 million later, uh, he Gosh. finds himself out of Raider, out of the Raiders' uniform. Good grief. That, oh man. You know, I, that was tough, too, because, uh, um, yeah, like I said, we started last year. That dude was on fire, man. What was it, like five weeks in a row with a touchdown? I know we talked about that already, but. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, but you know what? We talked about this, too, off air. Um, it's one of those injuries, like, okay, obviously I don't want anybody to get injured. I love a full roster, blah, blah, blah. But it's, I really like Edwards and Ruggs rotating in at that position. I think between the two of them, the different skills each man brings, they can make up for a loss of Tyrell Williams. Uh, the speed of Ruggs, obviously, and then just the big body type. I mean... I feel like Edwards is like Tyrell Williams, basically just younger, um, big physical wide receiver. Uh, I like, like I just like the skills that both those guys bring. So being able to rotate them in there for Tyrell Williams, uh, get them good game time, playing time experience for down the road. And, uh, uh, I'm I, I, like, it's a loss. I wish Tyrell Williams were healthy and ready to go week one, but, I think Raiders should the Raiders should be able the offense of the Raiders should be able to overcome it, and I don't think there should really be any lost step there for the offense of the Raiders. Now, if you lost like Josh Jacobs or you know starting right guard or you know starting right tackle or, or the center or something like that, you know you're going to see some you know growing pains there. But uh, I feel like I mean we played most of the a lot of the season last year without Tyrell Williams, so. I feel like Hunter Renfro in a, in his second year getting, you know, have a better grasp with the playbook, you know, physically more physically fit for the NFL. Josh Jacobs just coming off of what really should have been uh rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year type season. Derek Carr with just more weapons now, third year now in Gruden's offense. I mean, everything uh, an offensive line that just looks absolutely insane. Um, except for uh, one backup who shouldn't be on the team anymore. Uh Oh, (laughs) wait, who do you have beef with Tyler? I don't have beef. He just sucks. Well, okay. You get tell, tell us, tell Brandon Parker should not be on the Raiders football team anymore. (gasps) I'm glad you got it off of your chest. See, that's healing feelings. You got to express to progress, Tyler. Um, uh, what I'll shout uh, it from the rooftops. I will die on that hill. He should not, not be on this football team. But Tyler, obviously, he's better than Sharp. Obviously, because they couldn't get anything for Parker. They'll just have to release him. They could get a seventh rounder, a sixth rounder for Sharp and a sixth, or Sharp and a seventh netted a six. Brandon Parker will just be cut because they know nobody wants him. We couldn't even trade him to the CFL. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Birch is bringing the flamethrowers tonight. (laughs) Got to get get in midseason form already. That was was one thing that did surprise me, getting rid of uh, David Sharp. To me... I thought he like stepped in and played really well. I was I was really impressed. Brandon Parker, however, um, like when you saw him jog out onto the field, it was like okay, I can guarantee in the next two uh, uh, in the next two drives he'll have at least a couple holdings and uh, he'll allow at least one sack. You know, you could like <laughs> turnstile Parker. 
Right. And so I, I, I really, and that's what makes me nervous because we've seen this with Tom Cable offensive lines. Like Tom Cable didn't go to Seattle and exactly tear it up on the, well, he did tear the offensive line up. Yeah. He and destroyed so, it. Yeah. So I'm I, that, that hire worried me because it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> this is the worst, you know, to paraphrase the office, Michael Scott. Um, uh, so moves like this, like, I'm still happy we have Hudson, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, so some of those guys, cause I'm like, he's got uh, like, he's got other than Colton Miller, who's going into his third year, right? This yes, year, third year, yep. he's got like veteran players who already know what they're supposed to do that he can't ruin. So it's not like right. we're trying to make young, well, other than Parker and we see where that's gotten. Uh, yeah. nowhere. And so, yeah, he, it's like, we're kind of lucky to have veterans like Hudson incognito Jackson, Trent Brown on the line, uh, so that he can't ruin them. They already know what to do. Right. So that, yeah. Anyway, that was a head scratching move this week for me. Obviously what we got to trim everything down. What is it by Saturday. Saturday? Saturday. So plenty more moves to come. Uh, do you guys see any other maybe su- potentially surprising cuts? Well, uh, we cut Prince Amukamara as well this week. That was kind of surprising right. to me. Which I think to me says that the whatever whatever we've got going on at corner with Arnett and uh, Mullen must be. I would hope anyway. Um, is showing promise enough to say, hey, look, we don't need this. Uh, you know, we that, don't that's need a, Prince. Yeah, that's a difficult situation, though, especially during these this training camp. I mean, you haven't even seen anybody play a game yet, like not even a preseason right. game. So it's like we're putting all our eggs in a, in a basket and hoping that they, they hatch, I mean, if you will. I mean, this is yeah. – uh, you got some tough tests coming up first off. I mean, you're going to have – Second game to open up in Vegas. You got Michael Thomas coming to town. And Drew Brees. It's okay, guys. We have Jonathan Abrams back. Ah, oh, <laughs> unreal. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now, but it's it's good. It's all good. Um, yeah, that's, and that's 100% right. I mean, we just watched uh, Johnson. Um, he got smoked by rugs and everybody was touting Johnson for, I believe it was, was it Johnson? There was like, look at this big arm comes in, claws the ball away from rugs. I was like, okay, first the ball was underthrown. Secondly, when you see like off the ball, dude just totally gets turned around. Like he's heading for the, for like the middle of the field while rugs is making a beeline for the sidelines. Uh, yeah, thankfully the ball was underthrown because he had about five, six steps on Johnson. So I wasn't particularly like wowed by that because that was the first thing, uh, that was the first thing that popped out to me was that I was like, oh my gosh, he got beat like a dirty rug right off the line. So, um, we'll see, we'll see, but anywho. Well, uh, uh, it's sorry. I'm trying to get back into the pod game, dude. I haven't podcasted in like a month at least. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little rusty. So, I am a little rusty. Plus, I'm we're we're uh, 
we're kind of getting back into the swing. Actually, I, I wasn't sure, sure if football was actually going to happen this year. So I, I kind of got mentally lazy. I'll be honest with you, gentlemen, mentally lazy. And now all of a sudden the season snuck up on me. I haven't even put together a fantasy football team yet. Can you believe that? I I'm haven't either. I haven't my... had one draft yet. I usually have like four or five by now. Right. I I've had got one way draft. Too many. One draft. Okay, I better believe I picked up Waller. That's a solid pick. Did you get him in the first round? Um, no. He's not a real uh, Raiders fan then. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not taking I, Waller in the first round, you just aren't a well, Raider. Either Waller what about, or Carr. <laughs> I took Ruggs in the 11th round. I hope you better <laughs> have taken just only Raiders players. Yeah. I did all not, Raiders. so I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Unreal. You know why I take all Unreal. Raider players? Because at the end of the season, I know that the good players will start to get benched, but I'll know that all my Raider players will be playing through the whole weeks because uh, you know we'll be trying to scrape and scrap for a playoff spot. You know we'll be at that you know six and eight spot, so they'll need every all hands on deck. So I don't have to worry about us resting anybody. So it doesn't normally pan out because by that time, usually I'm playing for like fifth place. But you that's know. true. It's worth a shot. Fifth place is better than, you know, 12th. Sixth place. That's very true, Tyler. Very true. Yeah. Um. So we kind of addressed, like, the wide receiver. We've got, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. We, we talked about how it would be Williams, Renfro, Zay Jones, uh, Ruggs, Edwards, and Aguilar, right? So right. Williams is gone. Uh, Muhammad Sanu was released this week. Do you guys call Muhammad Sanu just from the Patriots that was just released? Do you leave him off? And if you leave him, if you don't call him, who is going to be that sixth wide receiver in your guys' opinion? Can we call Sanu and cut Aguilar? You can do whatever you want. This is your, this is your roster building, not mine. That's what I would do. I'm not a huge fan of Aguilar. Watch, he'll pop off for like two touchdowns week one. But um, I, I'd take Sanu over Aguilar, and that's just, that's the bottom line You could keep Aguilar. You could just call Sanu right now. I think that would be worth a shot. Uncle Gandalf is off of the, off the squad. <sighs> I, I, would, I would call Sanu. Dude's, I mean, he's 6'2". He's a bigger receiver. He, uh, I mean, he's 31 years old, so he qualifies uh, for the over 30 club, even though we've kind of switched that around. We're getting rid yeah, of all the have, older have. veterans. But, I mean, it, I I would call him. I mean, you probably get him on the cheap, too. Yeah, that would be uh, – what, what, what do you say, Tyler? What would you do? I would call him because he, like Birch said, he's on the taller side. I think you could get him for fairly cheap. Is he going to be wide receiver number one? No, he's not. And I, I don't think in the Raiders system you have to allow him to be, or he doesn't have to be the wide receiver number one. Um, I think that there's, I think with probably him in Williams's spot, I feel pretty like really good with that. I still feel pretty good if they just bring Rico in uh, Rico Gandalf, as we like to call him. 
the former cornerback from Birch. Where's he from? 307, Wyoming, baby. Whoop, whoop, cow pokey. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we got we got Uncle Gandalf, Rico Gandalf, uh, in the wings. So I don't know. I would call him and just be and be like, you know, you could come play for us for a couple mil this year, and we've got the cap space. So I would probably call him. That would be mine. I was also kind of bummed. What's that? It can't hurt anything. No, it can't hurt anything. He's a big target. Carr likes that. Um, so, anyways, it, uh, John asked us about the running back situation as well. What do you guys see in that? I know Micah has feelings, but I'll let Birch go first on this one. Oh, that's a that's a tough situation there too. I mean, obviously you're gonna have Jacobs. You got Ingold as the fullback. I mean, those are given. So then you have two very similar players in Theoretic and Jalen Richard. Um, very, I was just looking this up earlier. Same height, same weight, same type of player. Uh, more of a third down, catch the ball out of the backfield, try not to fumble the ball. Um, Riddick had some really good success in Detroit with uh Stafford and I mean uh but I also I am also intrigued with uh Devontae Booker even though he is a very similar size to Jacobs um I mean they're in very so I don't know it's a it's a tricky situation but I I would assume that we go Jacobs and then Ingold um uh, Richard and I'm going to say Booker. That that's what I was thinking, but yeah, I, uh, I like Jacobs, obviously Ingold, obviously I like Jacobs, duh. Um, I like theoretic <laughs> though. I, I think his speed out of the backfield, I think it's kind of a change of pace, almost kind of like a gadgety type player. Now this brings up an odd question though. Um, so is Lynn Bowden Jr. Are we listing oh, him as sorry, running I back? Oh, for- I forgot oh, about him. I forgot him. about Bowden. We've kind of forgot about him because apparent allegedly his pass blocking leaves a lot to be desired. So, do you list him as a wide receiver? Do you list him as a quarterback? Do you list him as a running back? Like, or do you even just you just go, nah, he's just going to be part of the fifty-three. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to be all of the above. You know, so maybe we just list him as all of the above. As far as you want to get nitty-gritty with just running back, I like Jacobs, Ingold, Riddick. Mm, Jacobs, uh, and I'll, I'd go Richard. Richard knows the system. I'm not a huge fan of Booker. Uh, I think, like like you said, Birch, very similar to Jacobs. So I'm kind of like, eh, odd man out. Riddick, because Carr loves tossing the ball to his running backs, I think Riddick would be more, uh, would be primed to be able to make some big plays much like uh what was his name Taiwan Jones I feel like a little bit um so that's oh, that's reaching what I'm into go the for. vault the vault dude I only I Taiwan Jones Washington state if i'm not mistaken yes he was no eastern, eastern washington. washington eastern wa- that's right eastern washington eastern washington they've got a red field over there pretty crazy. yes they do guess who owns the rights to that red field mm, don't know Boise state 
No kidding. Wow. Yep. Any colored field Boise State owns the rights to. That like the wow. there there's your useless fact for the day. But hey, I like dum. it. <laughs> I actually I like the uh the theme music for that even more actually. Um one thing I will have to say today guys, we found out that Leonard Fournette got picked up by the Buccaneers, heady move by the Bucks. I kind of wanted Leonard Fournette, I'm not going to lie. Did you I hear thought... how much he signed for? <sighs> 2 million dollars. I think I thought it was 3.5. One was year it? was it 1 year 2 million? With a million and a half in incentives? I don't know. I don't know. That seems pretty cheap for a first round running back. Wasn't he like, uh, wasn't he the first overall pick of running backs back here, what, three years ago or so? 2017. Wow. Wow. Let's see here. Agrees to a deal. Um,. Yeah, is one year could be worth up to three point five million with incentives, is what Adam Schefter ah. reported. Shefty, Shefty, uh, they got a logjam at running back though, man. They got Ronald Jones, yep. and you had in Fournette, and you got Lashawn McCoy still. Yeah. And if we rewound this team like three or four years ago, do you realize how beastly it would be? Shady McCoy in his prime, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady, Gronkowski pretty much in his prime. Who else do they have? They have uh, Kirk you'd still Godwin, have Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah. That would be and a beastly play team. Yeah, I don't see that going well. Not unless everybody comes down with the COVID and has to sit out a week. That's about... That's about what you'd need for that, I think. And maybe, you know what, maybe I'm so dowdy. You know, it's tough though, Raider Nation. After 18 years, man, 18 years of poor play, it's really hard to, to, I mean, am I going to be there watching week one? You betcha. Am I going to be rooting the Raiders on? Heck yeah, I'm a Raider fan. But it's hard to get that same, like, kind of that ridiculous enthusiasm. You know what I'm saying, guys, when it's like, you're like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. You know, yeah, it's the same thing be. every off season. Right, every off season, it's like, oh, this is our year. This is our year. But I'm already starting to hear room, like the little murmurings of like, well, if Tyler Williams isn't there, then you can't expect Carr to do that well. And I'm like, stop it, stop, st- enough. No, Tyrell Williams being there or not is not enough to give Carr a pass. So enough with that noise. That's just, that's just me. Anyway, that's what I have to say. Gentlemen, do you guys have, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, if there were any other roster, any other moves that we've done besides the obvious fact. We haven't oh, I've got net. one. Oh, oh, Jordan Debbie was cut. We Tyler. I said I had one. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Tyler, <laughs> raise your hand. If before you, before speaking, <laughs> No, we. I uh, forgot we, my Zoom etiquette. I apologize. <laughs> we swung a trade last week with Miami for Raquan McMillan, a little That's depth right. signing with for the linebacker course, which was top five before that. So we must be top two at least now. Wow, and you know what that signing was for is because we got to go play Christian McCaffrey week one, because the guys. <laughs> 
the guy's pass coverage is meh at best. Yeah. But he's he's basically like like a better Markel Lee. Like Amen. a more experienced Markel Lee. That's how I chalk that one up to. Also, we didn't get Yannick Ningoku, which broke my heart. Since he signed with the old uh uh, Minnesota signed with the, the Vikings, right? Yep. Correct. Which I'm surprised they're letting trade. them keep. Yeah, yeah. I'm hey, surprised. Micah. Yeah, what? Guess who's still out there? I know, my boy Clowney. He's going my to the boy. Saints, so we'll see him week two. Oh my gosh. Okay, hear me now, believe me later. If he goes to the Saints, which that's the, that's the new, that's what's currently in the rumor mill. By the time this gets put out, maybe he's a Saint. And he tears us up. Then I I I want full apologies from everybody for saying, "Oh my gosh, why would you sign Clowney overrated?" All the kind of stuff. I've heard all the noise, but if he comes into Oak, well, he's not coming into Oak Town. He's coming into Vegas Town, I reckon. Why and, isn't he uh, signed then with somebody? What is it? Why hasn't he signed with anybody then? I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he comes in, <laughs> if he comes in with the Saints. And he tears our rears up that I, I'm going to say, I told you so to everybody, everybody here, because Fair I enough. want Clowney. I, I want him. I'm unapologetic about it. Uh, I don't think we should break the bank for him, but heck yeah. I'm looking at our defensive end position outside of Cleveland Farrell and I'll take Clowney. So there I'll see, die on that Hill. I was thinking about it today because I knew we were pro- podcasting tonight and as I sat there in my car in the 103 degrees, I got a uh, message from Birch. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said something to the fact that we were... S- what did you say, Birch? Something about we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs or some such. Uh, yeah, something something to that effect. Like, all these other teams are going out and picking up these... <laughs> I mean, picking up good players. I mean, giving up. I mean, yeah, they're giving up some draft picks, but nothing like too pricey. And here and we Goku are. We're only, just only fetched a second and a fifth, just to put yeah. that into perspective. I mean, we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs, Gauntlet. content with mediocrity. I mean, you think that? Um, would you rather have? I would rather have given up a second and a fifth than have like Nassib and whoever else we have at defensive end apart from Farrell and um, Mad Max. I mean, could you imagine Yannick or Clowney across from Mad Max? I mean, at, exactly. at some point you gotta, you gotta swallow your pride and say, all right, if we were, if we really want to win, like we've got to get to the quarterback cause we've got some young DBs that are going to go through some growing pains and we have right. got to put some pressure on that quarterback or else they're just going to sit back there and pick them apart. And we're going to look like, Las Vegas, hot air, hot Las Vegas garbage, right, yeah. Tyler? Amen. Hot Las Vegas garbage. And so, as I'm sitting here reading, as I was sitting there reading, I did kind of have a change of heart. I looked at the depth on our roster, and I said, Tyler, the depth at this position is not favorable in our odds. Probably Clowney is better than anybody on the roster at this point except maybe Crosby maybe Crosby is better but that that is not a a great 
position? Because we've got Crosby, we've got Farrell, we've got Nassib. Do we have anybody else that rushes the passer? Yeah, we do. My boy, Ardent Key. Oh, oh that is right. Oh, boy. How many I sacks has he got for this year? for a 10-sack season, <laughs> Bert. He's in, he, this is his third season as well. He is due for a 10-sack season. Now, is I do have to give year? it to him last year. He had a few good games before going down with another injury. But I've heard he looks good in camp. I forgot about Arden Key, so that's the four. You've got Crosby and Furl, and you've got Nassib and Key. And I think maybe adding Clowney to that, would would we have to get rid of Key? Would you want that, Micah? Would you wish that upon him? I'd get rid of Nassib. Nassib just five. signed a pretty big contract with a bunch of guaranteed money. Uh, uh, oh, see, now that's tough because my boy Key. Uh, I have so much faith. I want Key to be good. I want Key to be good. So, you know what? Eh. Yeah, I'm going to ride with Key. I'll ride with Key. I mean, and at this point, you're getting... So much I for mean, dying on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want him. I I want Clowny. Okay. But when you're forcing me to choose... Well, I think I, you could. I think you could probably keep him on the roster as well. Well, uh, then there you go. If I could keep Key on the roster bump you know even bump him down to practice squad then hey at this point you know what Farrell better get it together or else i'm dropping him down to the practice squad so hot you know take there yeah well i'm just tired of having this bum rush no pun intended a bum <laughs> rush on the quarterback <laughs> so i want I want some people to get after some candy A. You know what I'm saying? Word. I'm tired of watching quarterbacks sit back there and, like, you know, pick their teeth and then tie their shoelace and then pick the ball back up and then, oh, hey, there's a guy open for 60 yards on a third and 18. Bam. Look, a 24-yard completion to keep the drive alive. It's like, well, you know, you can only expect your corners to cover for, you know, I don't know, four seconds. Five seconds, maybe tops. I mean, five seconds, I feel like pretty decent coverage. But boy, when the quarterback sits back, you know, when you've got guys like uh, uh, Garner Minshew, Doc Strap Minshew back there, you know, <laughs> making magic happen. And you're Uncle going, this shouldn't, be, yeah, this shouldn't be happening. You know, then you need to, you need to, and uh, one guy I will say, I think Collins is going to provide a massive push up the middle. Um, uh, and I really hope that Farrell makes the jump this year. But gosh dang it, I want somebody who can get after the quarterback. And 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 Cl- Yannick, th- that's the one when that the trade deal came out with that, and we found out they only gave up a second and a fifth for that guy. Are you kidding me? Like, what was our offer? Like, I, cause uh, that sounds exactly like something that Mayock would have offered, you know, like some you're going, I mean, when this guy was first put on the block, everybody's like, it's going to take two first round picks to get this guy and then pick him up for a second and a fifth. I mean, that's basically like, it's like a safety and a linebacker for us. And we've got plenty of those now. So I would have <laughs> given up a second and a fifth all day long. Gosh, I'm tired of this guys. We better have a pass rush this season. 
I don't know what our sack total was last year. I'm going to look it up right now. But it better be way more than that this year if we want to. Well, it, we it was a lot higher than it was the year before. That's for dang yeah, sure. Yeah, when we had like 20 all year. Yeah. That is true. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Mad Max had his 10. Furl wasn't terrible. I mean, what did he have, four? Four or five, yeah. I think so. Which, I mean, Khalil Mack only had three or four his first year, too. I mean, yeah, he's just getting accustomed to, to playing in the NFL and playing against better quality um, offensive linemen. I mean, he'll learn. Hopefully he can, like you said, he can put it together. But I think that was a position that we did not address well enough in my opinion. But you could correct that by sounding signing Clowney. However, we're getting pretty close to the season, so who knows if he's staying in shape or if he's just lounging on the couch waiting for someone to call him and pay him his money that he thinks that he get needs. Right. right. 32 sacks. Oakland had 32 sacks last year. What was Don't the year know- before? Like 13? The year before was bad. Well, uh, oh wait, here let me. I'll tell. I'll tell you right now. Twenty eighteen, baby, boom, loading, patiently waiting. Okay, here we go. Uh, the year before we had thirteen. Boom. So yeah, swami. So that's, I mean, that's quite a that's quite a good increase. Um, and hopefully with Ra- with it Marinelli is. there to coach the defensive lineman, I really like your point, Micah. Uh, about getting an interior pass rush with Malik Collins. We got Hankins. Yep. We got Mo Hurst. Um, I I think that's a pretty good group inside. PJ Hall. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh. He showed up oh. to camp fat and out of shape. Too soon? <laughs> Me nope, thinks never. not. Not soon enough. So last year Crosby had ten. Hankins had one and a half. Furl had four and a half. P.J. Hall had one and a half, Hurst had three and a half, and Benson Myoa had seven. Uh, yeah, that didn't make don't sense. Don't know. They me. didn't like him for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, those were all thirty-two. You know, you bring up a good point there. What was that? There were times during the middle of the season, like he wouldn't start. Like what was that? There was a game he had like two or two and a half sacks. Then the following week, he didn't start, and it was like. Uh, there must be something going on like internally at camp or something between him and the coaches because that was a real head scratcher because he'd come onto the field and it seemed like he would just tear the defense up. And then, and then all of a sudden you wouldn't see him for like two or three defensive drives. Yeah. Like, what's, what, what's going on here? Or oh, you wouldn't see him like for a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, wait, do you realize he just had two and a half sacks last game? You know, why, why would he not start this week? But I don't know. And again, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully those days are behind us. Since but we're, we're talking about by. sacks, I'd like some more interceptions this year too. We only uh, had nine last year. Wow. Do we actually have that many? I, I felt like we had like three. Harris well, had Eric three Harris in had, one game. Yeah. <laughs> and then That's Morrow funny. had one, Worley had one, he's gone. Mullen had one, Carl Joseph had one, he's gone. Uh Garyon Conley had one and he got shipped out to Houston. Guess who had the last one? 
This is this is crazy to me. Who Mo had Hurst. the last one? Uh, Wasn't it Mo Hurst? It was Mo Hurst. Birch and then he reaching got into the vault. By Tannehill. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. So oh, yes, Mo Hurst with the ninth interception on the year. Uh, so yeah, I would like to see that number increase. I'd like to see the number of sacks go up by about eight more, around yeah. forty. 40-ish sacks this year and maybe like 12 interceptions. I'd like to see some more turnovers caused by the defense. Well, and I think you're going to see that if we can get back, if we can get to the quarterback more, you're going to force more errors. So um, I think you will, if, as long as our DBs can actually catch the ball, that's one thing we've had trouble with in the past. The ball going right through safety's hands. Into the Chiefs right. receiver for a touchdown. Right. <laughs> or, Keith you know, McGill. linebacker. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Corners, Holy like... reaching into the vault. Wow. Keith McGill, the draft pick out of? Utah. Utah. Yeah. I hope you take full responsibility for that one, Birch. <laughs> Utah, you know, that's your boy. You know who may not have any interceptions for a couple weeks, gentlemen? And that yeah. is Damon, Damon Arnett, Arnett. Yeah. because he's I'm got a cast one out for his thumb here. Yeah, he's got a cast on his on his thumb because he broke the same one in last year in college. So yeah, just cut it off. At some point, yeah, just just cut it off. You he know, he does have a really nice uh, interception one handed though uh, last year yeah. for Ohio State. So maybe he can do that. I'm getting to, I'm getting more intrigued to see what he can do. I wish we had some preseason games to have some tape on him yes. just to, you know, see if it's going to pan out before we just, you know, jump both feet into the to the mud here. Right. This is true. Uh, who's our young who's our young uh, slot corner? Robertson? Yeah, I mean uh, Amik Robertson. I haven't heard much about him recently. Have you guys? I know he got his number 21, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that um, is a career-saving move. Number 41 is not a good corner number. Right, right. But neither has 21 solid. been, except for, like, awesome wah, right? Oh, right. Oh, Namdi. I miss Namdi. I miss I Namdi, too. I do. We need too. Namdi. I'm going to pour one out for Namdi as well. <laughs> He's an actor now. Naktor. Wow. Roles reversed, um, but I, I'm really intrigued to see what uh, um, Amit Robertson brings to the table, and we might see him sooner than later, um, just because we we kind of have a history of corners getting injured. So hopefully that's not the case this year. But um, it's already starting early with we have a one one man down with the thumb, but uh, sounds like he'll be all right, ready uh. for week one. Fortunately. You know, as a corner, you really don't need your thumb. So, uh, so if it were car, you know, yeah. we might be in trouble. But Nah. Interesting uh, point here. <laughs> I have the TV on, and on the ticker, it says that the Cowboys have released Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah, this is true. Whoa. That's big news. He's been terrible, though. Yeah. Like didn't didn't he get drafted by the Packers? He did. Correct. Didn't he have wasn't his rookie year he did really well? Yeah, he was like the next, I don't know. He was the next Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> Why are we worried about defense at all?
We shouldn't <laughs> right. be worried about the defense at all. We should be worried about the offense. Hang the defense. Abrams is back, baby. That's Better right. than ever. He's more mature. Claims he's not going to just lower his shoulder. He's going to make plays instead of hits. So, you know, we don't need to worry about defense. I don't even know why we just wasted our listeners 30 past 30 minutes <laughs> listening to our rants about defense and stuff. We've got Abrams. He's back. Better than ever reloaded. Back again, tell a friend, right? Or back for the first time. I'm not sure when he was there the first time, but he's he's back again, yeah. That's why I feel like we have like three first rounders this year because he played one game. Did he? Yeah, he made it through the whole first game. Um, so I feel like we have three first rounders taking the field this year. So that's uh, pretty exciting stuff. I think Cleveland Farrell is going to make the jump this year. I'm going to go. Oh, it's not bold. Wait, can we launch into bold <gasps> predictions time? Ba-ba-da-da. Bold predictions. Ba-ba-da-da. They're back. All right, gentlemen. Okay, since we're going to have a podcast next week, since it is game week here. Gosh, can you believe that? Five days and we're in its game time. It's game week. Who? Week one. Insanity. Anyway, it's not game week yet, so we want bold predictions for week one. But I want bold predictions for the season. Raider Nation, if you're listening, you want to call in and give us your bold predictions for the season. We do write these down. In fact, I etch them in stone. Uh, I have uh, uh, with uh, blood. Stone tablet here. We etch them into, and then with the uh, infinity so gauntlet is how he etches it into stone. <laughs> exactly. Or and Gandalf's hunt- staff. He kind of just has a plethora of weapons of engraving yeah. tools. Exactly. I don't think Gandalf ever used his staff to engrave any wood or any uh any stones. But I, yeah. Why I mean, couldn't he though? You know what? He probably could. He is a white never... wizard after all. Yeah, well, he was a gray wizard to start out, but yeah, he did become a white Gandalf the White. Right. Um, do you do you remember which one that he came? He became Gandalf the White, Tyler. In the movies, it was uh, the the uh, the second one. Dang it! Is it the oh two towers? God. Thank you. Okay, good. We can still be friends. Return yes. of the or what's the last one? Return of the King. Yes. Okay, and what's the yes. first one? Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Yep. So anyway. You shall not pass. Yes. <laughs> That's, uh, um, you know, somebody... <laughs> did Carr did Car watch that movie? Because uh, it seems like what he does every time he's looking at his wide receivers. Third and five, and he goes... He sees that fourth down mark, third down marker, and he's like... Five yards. Gandalf is standing there instead with a staff saying, You shall not pass. Oh my goodness. I don't know why. Was it the line of scrimmage where Gandalf was standing or five yards down the field? The line of scrimmage, which is five yards down the field. Because guaranteed it goes to Richard for a loss of five or a gain of two. That's Followed just... by yelling and screaming. Yes. I love beca- Because they didn't qu- run the right route. There's nothing quite like starting with the ball on like your own eight. You, you, you probably march to the opponents about, you know, 40. Then you get a, you know, like that, that 
20-yard pass you've been waiting for, only for it to be called back by a holding call. By Parker. Then you run it for two <laughs> yards. Then you throw it for three. And so now, you know, you're sitting at the opponent's, you know, 44. You're like, come on, we just need like eight or nine yards. We don't need the first down. And then, uh, yeah, you get that little dump off that goes for one or two. And then you promptly punt around the <laughs> or, 50. I love or the that. fumble of the football out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, I... I love that. I, I, I forget how much I miss the, the stalled drives around the 50-yard line. Ah, less than a week, gentlemen. We get to get back into that action. Woo. Nothing anyway, but action. I'm sorry. Yes, there it <laughs> yes. is. hey Hey-o. We couldn't go a whole podcast without it, could we? It's, Paying this tribute. This is the way. Oh, my. No, I honestly hope everybody does well. I do hope Carr does well. But launching into bold predictions. Ba-ba-da-da. Who wants to go first with this? I'm thinking, like, I want an offensive bold prediction. It can be a player or team. Defense, same thing. And then a season bold prediction for the entire team. Is that too much or is it not enough? Or is it just right? Just right, like always. All right. Birch, Ooh, kick it off, I, my man. Up. Okay. Season. Yeah. Okay. A season prediction for the team. Oh, boy. This is like, I don't know bold if it gets prediction any, if you want it. any bolder than this. I'm going to say that the Las Vegas football Raiders beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Not once, but twice. Whoa! Holy Whoa. moly! We didn't say smoking crack predictions, Birch. We said just bold. <laughs> Good grief. Well, you know what? If we're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. So That's right. I, um, wow. I can't let's top see. that. All right. Offensively. Oh god, I can't tell I can't say the one that I um told you guys earlier because I'll get laughed off the pod. What? Um where I, I said forgot. that Edwards and Ruggs will be both receiving for a thousand yards. Oh mm. my gosh. But that's that's not it. I've re rescinded that drugs. statement. Um I am going to say that holy cow, I can't think of an offensive one right now. We'll go defense. Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, go to the D. Cleveland Farrell, Furl, excuse me, is going to have a double-digit sack season. Ten. Oh. Oh. Okay. Ten sack season for Furl turns it around year two. And then I'm. I will go this way. Then I will not say that Edwards and Ruggs have a thousand-yard season, but Ruggs will get his thousand yards. And he will win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Whoa! Like that. I'm done. Mic drop. That was <laughs> Tyler. Bold, you okay over there? Yeah, Tyler's like speechless over on his. Uh, you Zoom s- you call said it. bold predictions, man. I'm coming out guns a blazing, if you will. Right, you are, Ken. Right, you are. <laughs> so top that. I can't. I literally can't. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can't. I, just, I feel like we should just be done right there. Be like, well, this was a good meeting. For, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> That's it. Um, 
Tyler, you want to go, or do you mind if I if I smack Jeez. it around a little bit? You smack it around all you want. All right, let's do it. We're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. My boy, Hunter Renfro. Tyler, you and I both wanted Hunter Renfro. I love we? Hunter Renfro. Gosh dang it, I love Hunter Renfro. That guy, like... We need to get him on the podcast. That, that I would love just... if anybody could get Hunter Renfro on our podcast. I would reward you handsomely. I would too. Okay, let's just let the whole behind the eye patch podcast reward you handsomely. Um, yes. Uh, gosh dang it! I, yeah, he's just like a lovable little fuzzball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, he had 605 yards receiving, four touchdowns. I'm gonna go. Hunter Renfro has over 800 yards receiving, and he doubles his touchdowns. Goes eight touchdowns out of the slot. How about that? We're talking like, we're talking like the next Wes Welker, talking like Julian Edelman type stuff here. Every, the world, if they didn't know Hunter Renfro before this season, and the NFL NFL players and coaches and fans will know Hunter Renfro will be a name that is bantered about in households. He will become a household name. He will be on the lips of many uh, corners. <laughs> that that, that totally. He'll, he'll be up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was, I tried too many platitudes there is what it ended up happening. And I just kind of ran out. <laughs> um, Continue on with, <laughs> With young Hunter on the lips of corners. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be a name in the mouth of many a corner. So that, that, that one works. Anyway, love me some Hunter Renfro. I, here's what I was going to do for the team. I was going to say the Raiders were going to beat Kansas City once. That was my bold <laughs> prediction. Not twice. I thought it was my bold, bold prediction is that the Raiders are going to beat Kansas City three times this year, <laughs> <laughs> and one of them you guys is going to be in fun. January. Uh, that will never happen, I know. But one anyway. of them's going to be in the Super Bowl. So yep. there's that. Um, I, you know, I had a fan say that. The, did you guys know that there was a fan the other day? He's like. I'll bet we could, if, if the Raiders and the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, we'd take them all day long. I was like, <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> you can't even, there's no reply to you that. You can't argue um, with that. You can't argue with that. It's like, well, if you can't figure out that two AFC teams are, you know, don't go to the Super Bowl, I'm just not, it's not worth it. Anywho, uh, but I'm going to stick with my bold prediction because I still feel like it's bold. Am I right or am I wrong that the Raiders beat the Chiefs once this year? I'm going to say we take them in Vegas. The Chiefs, I think, will be good, but not quite as good as last year. I'm going to say like 10-6 and six just because there's going to be that Super Bowl hangover. There always seems like there is. Um, you know, you've reached the summit. You've reached the peak. And I always feel like there's a little bit of like, I don't know, there's always a little bit of a letdown the next year. To me, anyway, I see that happening. The trend continues. I think the Raiders in Vegas... Be, it'll be a close game, but it'll be something like 31-34, something like that. Raiders beat the Chiefs. That's my bold prediction on the season uh, for the team as a whole. Um, let's see, I haven't... Uh, I've done, defense. Oh, defense. Defensive side of the ball. Ah, this is tricky. This is tricky. But I'm going to go, because of the hype 
I'm going to jump on the hype train. I'm going to jump on the Arnett hype train and say Arnett has five interceptions this year. So Arnett's going to be a lockdown corner. And people will test him. And that won't be until about week 12 or 13. Teams are going to be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't, you know, let's not throw to that side of the field. This rookie's good. So I think we found a new lockdown corner in Arnett. So I'm going to stick with it. Is five too much? Is that out of the realm? Am I? I don't know. I just five felt right because I think he'll be tested early, and I think he'll even have a couple games. We'll have he'll have multiple interceptions. How about that? So that's my bold prediction. Defensive side of the ball. Love me some Arnett. His jersey will go flying off the shelves after about four or five weeks into the season. So wow. There you go. Our next Namdi Osmoa. So. Hear me now, believe me later. Tyler, your turn, my man. Oh, man. I, I, uh, it doesn't have to be a rookie, right? It could be. No, no, anybody. I'm going to say that this year, hold on just a second. Joshua Jacobs. How uh, how many yards did he have rushing last year? I believe it was like 1,150, 1, if somewhere around there. 1,150. Good. Birch, like, what are you, like Birch a is like human just... computer? Jeez. Yep. He is. He's a human computer. That lusty voice is more than just a lusty voice. He is a computer. I'm going to say that Josh, Siri. Josh Jacobs... <laughs> Puts up 1,800 yards on the ground. Ooh, I like it. And I think I saw he had eight touchdowns last year. Let's see. That, I don't know that one. Go ahead and just spitball it, Bert. Yeah, Bert. What what do you think? Seven. He had seven. (laughs) Oh, no. Whoa. Whoa. Go buy a lottery ticket. Good heavens. Good heavens. So... So he missed three games, put up 1150, seven touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to say that, that Jacobs goes for eight for 1,800 plus just on wow. the ground. And he's going to have 12 touchdowns on the Ooh. ground. Well, it's not out of the question behind that behemoth of an offensive line. The offensive line is built for that. The offensive line is just nasty. I'm going to go with Jacobs, and then I'm going to go with a secondary on offense as another bold prediction on offense, and then I'll move to defense. I'm going to say that not Henry Ruggs has the good year, but... Instead, Brian Edwards ah. puts up a thousand yards Whoa. through the air, like and it. he becomes the number one wide receiver by the end of the year. That is bold. That Birch went bold. I had to take my game another level, and so that is my bold prediction. Wow. <laughs> I like wow. Mike is a Jeff over here. I the, the, I don't the sh- think the shooken he is shooketh. I don't think that's, that's out of the question, to be honest. I don't think so either. And, and our offense better if our offense performs this year like they should have last year, then yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Especially with 
teams now have to respect Waller. You also have to respect Renfro. Jacobs. Um, Jacobs out of the backfield. You also throw in Foster Moreau. Showed flashes flashes last year. So anytime we double up tight ends on the field. Jason Witten in the red zone. I was going to say we got this uh, new guy. His name's Jason Witten. He's kind of a newer guy, but... He's pretty good. He's he's pretty good at football. Not so good in the in the uh, commentary booth, but uh, he's good at football. Um, Can you teach uh, me to football? <laughs> well, I teach you when, anything. Uh, just don't eat me. Um, Edwards is going to have a lot of one on one opportunities, I think, and that's what it seemed like he thrived on in college. So, um, yeah, that's I like that pick. I like that a lot. Guys, this offense could be really good if we get 2016 Derek Carr. Yes. It could be. It could be good if we had last year Derek Carr. True. Very true. But but we need more. Right. We need more points in the red zone. We need more touchdowns and less settling for field goals. And we need to show up in the fourth quarter if you amen and when we have a lead can we just yes freaking step on a throat and just just take their soul as we like to say in the chat room just take a drive and just take their soul take their will to end games and just end them don't worry about like letting them hang around uh like we did the jaguars the last game just put your foot on their throat, twist it, and heck, grab a dagger too if you want to do that. I don't care. Just end oh them. Family Take, friendly, Tyler. Family friendly. Snap your fingers and Thanos them into thin air if you want. Right. I Mortal Kombat like them and finish him. Yeah, fatality. Thank you, Birch. Good grief. Uh, <laughs> No, I, uh, that was the other, yeah, that was something else that, you know, you brought that up and it's like, I forgot how aggravating, what were, what was it? Was it 17 to nothing on the Chiefs? Yeah. Or was it 14 to nothing? 14 I, to nothing. I thought it was 10 because the game ended 28, 10. Oh, did ten, it? Oh, okay. It, it was, okay. it was. And don't mess with my number skills tonight, Micah, because yeah, I'm it was kind of 10. on fire. That's true. That's true. I think it was 10 to nothing and we had the ball and it was like, you know, this is the point where you go down. We had we had settled for a field goal when we could have. I I think we drove deep into their territory, and it was like you know this could easily we could be at fourteen to nothing with the ball. You know, go down like you said, Tyler, and put this thing away. Like you said, how many times last year were we saying that? How many times were it is like okay, now just put it away. And it's like it's like another we, example we get, is the Packers game. Yes, that game yeah, turned we get like, like that. If we, we get like, we're up by seven and it's like, all right, let's go ahead and skate. Yeah, that's what it feels like on offense. And I don't know whose fault that is. If that's Gruden's fault, if that's Carr's fault, if it's a little bit of both. But boy, can we get rid, can we leave that in 2019? Good grief. That was, fru- that was almost as frustrating as watching our defense play. So, um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we leave that like, Look, it's okay to score, you know, like 38 points on a team, 45 points on a team. Like, it's okay to win 38 to 10, you know. Just put them away. Be done with them. Let's not, you know, but our our problem was is it's like 14 to 10, start of the fourth quarter, and we start like 
just running the ball. Like we're trying to run out time as if there's 30 seconds left on the clock and they only have one timeout. It's like, well, hold, guys, a touchdown and they're ahead. It's like, no, no, we're, this isn't Pop Warner. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't, you know, teach, you know, coaching your kid, your five-year-old on the football field here where it's like, look, when you are up by seven, the odds of that other little five snotty five-year-old making it to the end zone aren't great. So you can pretty much sit on a lead for two quarters and win a game like that. This is NFL. So yeah, leave that behind. Good heavens. All right. Tyler, did you do a defensive? No, uh, I was going to just, I was going to say, I need to do a defensive bold prediction. Yeah. Sorry. We went off on a tangent. That's okay. It was a fun tangent. Uh, (laughs) I defense it always seems like it's like we're gonna have this many interceptions or we gotta have this many sacks or we gotta it's I don't know I I don't know I'm gonna go kind of different route maybe we're gonna have on special teams and on defense combined they're going to put up six touchdowns. Wow. Different. I like it. I like that. Yeah, thinking outside the box. That's Last year we had two you, interceptions. Either one interception returned for a touch. No. Didn't Conley have one like right off the bat? Uh, an interception. Harris returned one for a touchdown. Yeah. So- it against the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. And I think Conley did before he got traded. He had one that bounced into his hands and he ran back. Yes, but, it was against Cleveland Browns, Baker yeah. Mayfield. Yep. And so I, we had two of those last year. I'm going for six this year, either fumbles or special teams or interceptions. There's going to be six defensive slash special teams touchdowns. And the cries for better defense will be lessened when we rank within the top 15 defenses for the year. Whoa! That's a big jump from what did we end this year, 26? We're ranked right now at 21st. (laughs) Going into the the season. We're going to jump six spots. We're going to take that number 15 spot. I feel like if we jump six spots in defense, we'll make the playoffs. Okay, so that's another bold uh, prediction. If we can jump six spots in defense, I think I, I look at last year, and that would have been enough to swing at least two games, and that's a totally di- you know that's a nine and seven type season. So which would have gotten you into the playoffs at that point. So and now with the playoffs expanded, that's something else we forgot about. How seven teams on either side, you know, it's almost like they felt bad for us, and we're like, hey, here's a seventh spot. You guys will be able to slide in now. So. Anyhow, we'll see. We'll see. All that to say, how about we get in? Are you guys ready for the question of the week? Anybody else have any more bold predictions they want to drop? Because once that door is closed, it's done. Do the Raiders make the playoffs? Yes. Micah, Micah right here, right now says 10 and 6 Raiders make the playoffs. Wild card spot. Tyler? 9 and 7 Raiders get a wild card spot you why not yourself to say it could you I, cu- I couldn't do it i was going oh. to say they miss out by like a field goal because they didn't score enough points or something 
and it would be the defense's fault. But uh, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say Raiders do squeak into the playoffs their first year in Vegas. I'm gonna agree with Micah. I'm gonna go ten and six and a playoff spot. I don't know. I've just got a feeling like I think 2016 cars coming back this year. I feel like there are going to be a few games where it's just going to be magical. It's just going to be magical. It's going to be like, whoa. Like, last year, the year before, we would have lost these games. And now, we're winning. Why am I getting a dirty look from Tyler? All offseason, all I've heard is, oh, we're going <laughs> 6 and 10, and we're going 7 and 9, and now we're going 10 and 6, and we're winning the Super Bowl. I'm just... I'm just kind of flabbergasted over here. I don't don't know who I'm really talking to. I Have guess. you been hanging out with David Carr? <laughs> I don't know. You caught me in the spirit of things. As I'm looking at this, I don't know. I'm juiced for the season. I'm looking at this team. It's a young team. I think there's a lot of talent on it. And uh, I, I liked the, the direction that we were going last year. I felt like there was a good jump last year from the previous seasons. And uh, I don't know. I, I I just got, I don't know. I can feel it in my gut, I guess. That's all I could say. It's a gut feeling. Gut feeling says 10 and 6. May, you know, hear me now. Believe me later. Maybe, maybe here after the first five weeks, um, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be going 6 and 10. Um <laughs> But maybe maybe my numbers are just off, and that's what I'm trying to say. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like a couple of games, like uh, games that we shouldn't win, like against the Bills, eh, I could see them pulling it out. Um, Patriots, same thing. I think we're gonna get we're gonna get one over on the Chiefs in Vegas. So uh, um, I think uh, I don't know. That's that's just my feeling. You asked me point blank, so I told you. Ten and six into the playoffs, the Raiders go. I can so. handle that. We'll see if it happens or not. Gentlemen, summertime, it's not on its deathbed. It's pretty much over. I'm I'm kind of, once September hits, uh, to me, like, I'm out of summer mode and it's fall time. You know what I'm saying? In fact, by all rights, we should have had, like, two weeks of college football playing right now. Um, Instead, we've got to wait two more weeks before college football will play. 74 days. There's a college football game on right now. Wait, who are you watching? (laughs) Uh, Southern Miss and versus Southern Alabama. <laughs> oh well, I didn't realize two of the titans of uh, FS1 or college football uh, Division One were playing right now. But <laughs> hey, uh, it's football. Hey, it's you know who came out of Southern Miss, right? Jalen Richard. Jalen yep. Richard. That Richard, is correct. Sorry, Richard. The pocket rocket. Yes, indeed, he came out of Southern Miss and uh, blew it up. So, anywho, um, so anyway, I'll get back to the question of the week. I want to know now that summer's for me is officially over, school starting, all that good stuff. I don't have school, I'm out of school, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Once school starts, it just kind of signals everything. What's the most overrated summer activity? You know, you always see the commercials for it or people advertise for it. Or there's like, oh, we're going to go do this. Or maybe you have a lot of friends that go do it. What is that it? What is the most overrated summer activity? I can tell you one of mine right now. People love making fires in this, like like fires at night and sitting around a fire at night. That's overrated. 
You know why? Because unless you're in the mountains, it's moot. It's bloody hot outside. The last thing I want to do is sit around a fire that's 200 degrees. And here in Idaho, even at 10 o'clock at night, it's still like 85 degrees outside. So why would at 85 degrees I want to go sit around a fire that's blowing smoke in my face, no matter where I sit around it? I, why would I want to sit around a fire that gets 200 degrees and roast weenies and do whatever else you do around a fire uh, when it's already 85 degrees and I'm bloody hot? You know, so really, that's overrated. 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 <laughs> so that's that's one of my overrated summer activities. You always see like in the like uh, vehicle commercials and stuff like that ridiculously happy fake TV family sitting around like roasting marshmallows around a fire like get outside the summer clearance event. And I'm like, the, OK, the last thing I'm going to be doing is sitting around in flannel around a fire at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> you know, in July. So stop it. Anyhow, that's that's mine. Fires are reserved for like spring and this time of year. Fall. Now you're cooking. Now it starts getting a little nippy. Starts getting into like, you know, upper 40s, 50s at night. It's getting chilly. You need a little light jacket on. That's when you throw a few logs on the fire, get it stoked up, toss a little gas on. I'm kidding. Don't toss <laughs> gas on the fire. Uh, and uh, strike a match. Uh, and with joy in your heart, gather around the campfire, watch the leaves fall. And you know what? Take in a football game if you have a TV outside. That, now you're cooking, my friends. Anyhow, I digress. Tyler, overrated summer activity. I think last year around this time we talked about overrated foods. Uh, summer, overrated summer foods. Did we not? I think like, so. I think, I think mine were on. s'mores. So, right. <sighs> overrated summertime activities. Uh, I I guess I enjoy like going to the lake. I enjoy boating. I I don't know. I I don't know what other people do in the Here's one that I think is overrated. Uh and maybe it's just because I'm scared, but whitewater rafting. That uh Ah, yes. That does not strike a chord with my soul. Uh, I don't. I'm like, wh- why That's do fair. I? Why do I want to go down these rapids? First of all, it's like asking for another back surgery in my case. Uh, second of all, why would I want to get thrown out of a boat that I'm supposed to be riding in to keep myself safe? Uh, that that just doesn't appeal to me going underwater and hoping that one day you come up out of the water. So I white water rafting, I guess it's because it's scary to me. Not so much that I, uh, I hate doing it. Like, I mean, floating the river, you're, you know, you're hanging out on a tube or in a little inflatable raft or something. I'm cool with that. And maybe there's a little bit of rapid to the water, but I'm talking like class five Hoback junction, uh, snake river rapids like that just has right d- has never appealed to me and that's very popular in idaho in the summer um yeah. so i would say yeah. i guess whitewater rafting would hit would hit my summertime thing of i'm not doing that no thank you sir or ma'am yeah I'll, 
I like that because my problem with whitewater rafting too is while I'm floating down the river, all I can see are really good fishing holes. So I'm like, oh, let's pull out here and, you know, drop a line in because this is, you know, deep pool right at the end of some rapids. There ought to be some fish hanging out down here. And the whole way down, yeah, you're right. It's like, no, you got to wear a helmet, an oversized life vest and uh, go down the river. I'm like, well, okay, unless, like, I'm getting chased by, like, a tribe of cannibals, this doesn't sound like fun, which maybe that would increase, you know, the adrenaline rush. It's like, look, if you get caught, you get eaten. You know, they get to take a finger or something like that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'm with you. That's kind of like, eh, you know, I'll go to the theme, a water park, you know, if I want to experience something like that. So, there you go. And a birch. Wow, you, t- you picked a really difficult question here um i would i mean i agree with you with the whole fire thing we recently put a fire pit in our backyard and haven't even used it because it's so blasted hot outside um right another one another activity summertime activity that i do enjoy on occasion but it would be a theme park an amusement park if you will like a lagoon here in Utah or say like a Six Flags or Disney World. It is so stinking hot. You have to wait in line for like 40 minutes to go on a two-minute ride. Sometimes I don't even know if it's worth it. Um, right. The I mean, right now, I mean, you could probably go in there not even crowded, but still like, yeah, it's fun, but in the heat of the summer, no thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I never understood that. Like, I guess, you know, kids are on summer break, so you can actually go do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the whole standing in line thing. And, you know, I haven't had to experience that yet because my kids are really tiny. My wife tells me, though, I will have to experience that one day uh, because she's a big Disney fan. So I'm bracing myself. I'm bracing myself for this new way of life. I'm going to need some counseling and some encouragement uh, on how to do this. Because like I said, yeah, I've heard that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you stand in line for 45 minutes, but then you get on the ride and it's so much fun. Like, how long does it last? Oh, six or seven minutes, but it's a blast. I'm like, what? Let me give you a let me give you a hint, a secret. There's this thing called the child swap. So you you were able to get you have to I mean, obviously you have to wait in line. But once you get up to the front of the line if you have more people in your party they take you have a couple adults sit with the kids in a in a separate room while the other ones go ride and then you swap and you go ride while they sit in the room and then if you're really sneaky you do that like three times and then there you go now you've capitalized on that 40 minute wait time in line Tyler's not wow. buying it though. <laughs> Tyler's like, get, get, get out of here with that shade. Like, don't even try. Don't even try. Oh, I oh, hate my. Disneyland. <laughs> the only thing you guys I like were about go Disneyland, to Disney bef- I, I like the Dole Whips, and I just go into the park just to get the Dole Whips, like, and the churros and the turkey legs. Oh, I'm, I'm good oh. with that. I. Dude, that's like a $30 meal right there. Yeah. And that's, that's $30 well spent. Exactly. The churro, like, 
there I think the churros are five bucks a piece, so I could get oh, a couple well, churros. Know, yeah. I could get a couple Dole whips and uh, a turkey leg, and I'm good pretty much for the day. But Disneyland just is like, I don't. It's just not my. It's not heaven on earth for Tyler Larson. It's it's more the other spot opposite of heaven. Um, kids crying, <laughs> screaming. It costs a fortune. And you're like, man, I could have built a brand new, like I could have put a vinyl fence in my backyard and it would look nice with this money that I just <laughs> spent on park entrance and fees and such. But I dig- if my wife listens to this, I love you, dear. And I know that that's your, that's your favorite <laughs> thing in the world. But uh, she knows my feelings on that and they'll probably never change. But um, I do like Dole Whips. I like churros and I like turkey legs. So there's that. That's my secret to to surviving Disneyland. Churros, Dole Whips, and turkey legs. You know, I like that. I always forget about the food at theme parks. Then I get there, I'm always like pleasantly surprised. So then I end up, last time I was at the zoo in Portland, I ate elephant ears and cotton candy, all kinds of stuff. And I I look at it, it's like, Basically, you're, you're putting it into your body. So it's an investment in your body. So hang the <laughs> price. I, I'm a big believer in investing in my body. like, And I think that's something that should be invested in, invested heavily in. So you know what? And if an elephant ear costs eight bucks, so be it. So be it. I think that's the small price to pay to keep this body going and, and to keep it strong. So I like that. Plus, if I want to see... You know, a bunch of babies crying, screaming, and yelling. Come over to my house on a Sunday when the Raiders are playing. <laughs> you can watch that for free if you want. Good grief. I'll do a live uh, stream. Yeah, yeah. Any given Sunday, right? <laughs> Any I was uh, sobbing the other night when the Jazz lost, so... Well, see, but you now you're ready for the football season. <laughs> it was funny because I was uh, watching the game downstairs. My kids were asleep, or so I thought. But my nine-year-old... and uh, the Jazz missed the final shot. I literally screamed at the top of my lungs, no! And I like threw my, flailed on the floor and my nine-year-old daughter comes running down, Dad, what's the matter? Are you okay? And I said, I'm oh, not no, okay. Jazz lost. <laughs> but I am primed for a Raiders football letdown, so bring it on. is gonna be is gonna be a pretty even keel that sounds like so tyler cynical of everything he's like that ah, well you know maybe we'll get the first round pick next year i draft. used to get excited and i've just realized the older i get the less i should put stock into being the wiser happy, you like become. expecting them expecting good things in a season so i'm just gonna take it for what it is i'm gonna try not to get too excited or too frustrated i know i'll probably throw some things this year anyways but uh eh, it's all fun and games tell the so remote goes through the television <laughs> excuse to buy a new tv raider Nation. or a truck oh hey oh i like that <laughs> 
I don't know how you were able to uh, wow. go from a, a TV to a truck, like how you make that jump. Oh, like, I thought like... you said an ATV. <laughs> no. My bad. No, no a new no, TV. I... That's fine. I thought you said yeah. an ATV, and I was like, I'd rather have a truck, but I no, apologize. No, I, I see what happened there. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, Birch, you guys have anything else to ha- add to the pod for Raider Nation before we sign off and prepare? For week one, game week, gentlemen. I I hope that Raider Nation knows, as cynical as I am, I really do root for the Raiders, and I hope for their <laughs> and pray for their successes, and I do grieve with them in their losses and down times. I've just been grieving for eight years. I feel I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, so I do hope we have a good year. I think there are pieces in place, and I... I hope that they just come to fruition. I'm that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. Yep. Very well said. Very well said. I would say everybody here is uh we're big Raider fans. We just aren't a fan of the way we've been playing for about eighteen years. So, <laughs> fed up. Fed up is a good way to put it. Raider Nation, as always, if you want to get in on the podcast, give us a call, two oh eight. Five five seven nine seven seven one. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it back. We'll talk about it. We'll mull it over. We'll mix it up, chop it up, and we'll decide if you're right or wrong or not. <laughs> and you can decide if you care. But thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, we will catch you in the next one. Just win, baby.